to the Geek and Eyes podcast. I'm your host, Sir Biscuit. And joining me today are your co-host, the man, the legend, the lord of meme, Gorthal. Hey guys, how's it going? It's uh, your boy Gorthal. And the howdy, most howdy. notorious Mario Kart racer there is, Codeman the Fox. See, Codeman at this point responded that he was an eSport racer, but for some reason the audio is really messed up, so this is a placeholder for that. And also Codeman sucks ass. And it has been a while since I've been on the podcast. Uh, apparently Thanos snapped me out of existence. I've come back. It's been five years. Everything has changed. But uh, without further ado, we welcome you to the Geek and Eyes podcast. And if you've listened to us before, uh, we are a podcast of friends. Uh, we talk about everything that we find geekly or that we are passionate about. And just go around the horn, as Gorthal would say that I'd say, give a little about ourselves. I am Biscuit. I am not a YouTuber anymore, because it's been over six months. But I am a commission artist on Twitter, and I do this for streaming. Gorthal, who are you? I am a Twitch streamer and also now a commission artist. You might have seen some of my Twitter posts. I did a pretty good cat and grandma uh, today, actually. So if you guys want a drawing for just a whole dollar, uh, hit me up. Codeman, who are you? I am Codeman the Fox, and uh, I stream on Twitch. And I'm also on the Twitter, and I'm also a Discord lurker. I'm there like 24-7, so. Well, all right. Um, so... Any games you guys been playing lately? I know I've been uh, in Monster Hunter World and I've hopped back on Warframe on top of playing Castle Crashers Remastered. It's beautiful. Castle Crashers is a great game. I didn't know they remastered it. So did they add any like new elements to it? or? Um, they've, I think they've added all the characters, but like you got to unlock them still. There's an insane mode now. Oh. It's it's just it's it's been upgraded graphic wise for the next the current gen consoles. Gortha, I know you've been playing that uh seven days to die, to die version of uh Excite Bike. <laughs> that that clip was so funny from the stream. Just for reference of that, uh, someone said they would uh donate me subs if I uh got a really crappy like handcrafted bike up the side of a mansion. And I almost did it, but I crashed several times. But yeah, I've been playing a lot of Seven Days to Die. I've been getting a lot of progress in my world. And I've also been playing the new Pokemon game, Shield, which is apparently super controversial, which is kind of funny. But I've been enjoying it so far. I guess there's been some promises of like better animations and whatnot, which were not met. But honestly, I don't think it's a big deal since it's Pokemon. Core mechanics are still there. So yeah, that's what I've been playing. What about you, Koman? Well, as per usual, I've been playing Dirt Rally 2 Crash Team Racing, and I've also been playing Seven Days to Die with Gorthol every Sunday. Well, we try to do that anyway, so. But, um, also been dabbling into some other racing simulators, and that's it. Did I hear that correctly? You said you're playing Crash Team Racing? No, no, it's... It's the Dirt Rally 2.0 version of it. I think he meant Double Dash. Mario Kart Double Dash was amazing. But without further ado, let's hop into that first topic. Kappa and YouTube. 
Now, if you don't know, uh, recently YouTube got into a little hot water with the FTC. I had to pay a lot of money because they were collecting data on minors. And under their standard, that would be anybody under the age of 13. Now, what COPPA is, is Children's Online Privacy Protection Act. It prevents companies like YouTube or any online industry from collecting data on minorities to target ads and all that kind of thing. And there have been some stipulations that have fallen along the way. And a lot of content creators are fearful for what it means. Uh, gentlemen, do you have anything you might want to add to this before I delve in further? I had one thing, actually. Um, so for the way that the COPPA set up, and I kind of read the, the articles we were doing for research briefly, would that mean that people would now have to have an official like YouTube account to start watching videos, probably, if they specifically say their account is not kid-friendly or whatever? What it is is... Uh... They had us go into the creator studio and we had to flag our videos as in, yes, it is child friendly or no, it is not. Or the third option, have to judge it on a video per, per video basis. Now, the problem that this brings is that all these kid channels, what it's going to do is it's going to cut off ad revenue because... You can't target ads at kids. And ad revenue is the lifeblood of a majority of content creators. And the smaller guys who are trying to get there to get to that point and make an ad revenue are all worried because, you know, their target audience is like kids to teenagers. And the president of the FTC during an interview had said that, you know, these videos, if it turns out that your video is like targeted towards kids and you have all that ad revenue and stuff put on it, you are able to face up to a $42,000 fine. And he described it as a shooting fish in the barrel. And the barrel is YouTube and the fish are the content creators. Which is why, uh, you know what, after six months of not uploading and me sitting there trying to work on animation... I just am not feeling it now because animation is one of the things that can be flagged as a kid video because Google is leaving it up to a machine to decide. So, okay, question them with that. So I, I looked at that today and I set my channel itself to not targeted towards minors. Does that mean I'd have to do that to my channel and all my videos or just the channel? Um, from what I've understood, you just do it to the channel. Now... And it'll just say, hey, your videos are that. But the problem is, is that the machine is going to, like, scan videos, scan titles, scan thumbnails. If and it tracks something that, you know, it considers as a kid-friendly thing, it'll automatically mark your video as kid. Even with your channel probably preset not to that. I exactly. think that could potentially that, be kind that's, of dangerous. Yeah, that's negligence right there. That's kind of a recipe for like letting another bot do all of YouTube's work. I know. That's well. Yeah. I mean, this this is YouTube now. So uh, YouTube has been failing us for the last five something years. 
now extra so yeah that's true <laughs> between the adpocalypse and then this i mean there's like very little incentive to be on youtube now it's like streaming on another platform is your only idea well that and or like the different i mean there's not really too many competitors for websites similar to youtube but i mean there there probably well, will I, be I will now s- I will say, you guys, I do have an extra $42,000 to burn. Maybe I could just, you know, send it to COPPA or, you know, send it to whoever's in charge of COPPA. Maybe I could send it to the FCC or FTC. You could send it to YouTube um, so they can fix their shit. <laughs> that's 42000 per video. Okay. Well, I I mean, I'll only make like one video a year anyway, so. the The problem I find with this is I think the way it should have been was it shouldn't have been based off a per video thing. What it should be is uh, if it's a minor, which, by the way, you have to be at least 13 to have a YouTube account. So how are these kids, how do they know two children are watching them in the first place? But it should be per YouTube account. If it's going to be a minor account, then automatically, regardless of the video that's watched, ads are not enabled. You can't do comments. You can't do like or uh, dislikes. Which is basically what COPPA is doing to kid-friendly channels is they're disabling comments and all of that stuff. I just think it would make a lot more sense to do it by a per-user account other than make the content creators pay for this transgression that is upon us. Right. And I'm sure there'll probably be some tweaking done, but probably not knowing YouTube. Because, I mean, just based off of, you know, all the information you just presented, I mean... A lot of people could get dinged for this just due to YouTube's negligence once again. You say that, but have you not looked at the YouTube support Twitter? <laughs> no, and I'm I, I'm scared to now. <laughs> it's been seven months since my last video. I have not. <laughs> In my usual fashion. Gentlemen, do you have anything else to add to this topic? I feel like I was talking over Codeman. I had one more thing to say, so I'll let Codeman go first if he does have anything. Well, I'm just like, I'm wondering how, like, if if you're not going to give your, your creators, like, money in the first place, how are they going to dig up $42,000? And how are they going to be held accountable for a $42,000 fine if they violate this, like like, term of service that was just thrown on their lap? You know, I, I just, I don't get how that's going to work out. I don't, I don't think they're going to be able to like collect on that personally. So just roll out on the plate and then expecting people to be okay with this, you know, it's just, I mean, I think it's ridiculous. And, and two, if you don't say anything, you're automatically, well, is this, am, are, am I hearing this correctly? You're automatically flagged as kid friendly. No, uh, your channel is automatically set to, uh, review by video but if the system automatically flags your video as kid friendly then you know it's going to cause a lot of hassle for like say you know adult animation youtubers who like make videos for like you know early 20s people you know there's cursing and then there's all kinds of stuff well if it's labeled as kid friendly you know, they're they're trying to get their revenue off of, you know, the ads and stuff. But because it's a cartoon animation, the machine has flagged it as kid friendly. And it's going to bring so many like hoops to jump through 
to go through Google and be like, hey, look, you know, I'm not a kid-friendly channel. This video is not kid-friendly. I need you to switch it back. Okay. Okay. And I mean, like, the, the other thing that I, you know, I, I'm curious about is why the FTC is so interested now in, like, YouTube, uh, you know, as opposed to, like, beforehand. Like, I, I really haven't heard of any, like, it's the FTC, right? Like, FTC involvement in YouTube. Yes. Uh, this this whole thing happened, like, the, the initial COPPA Act, uh, if I read correctly, started in 2015. But it's more like they, I guess, they just caught YouTube doing it. Okay. I'm not too certain. Uh, I just, I just know what fell down as a result. And uh, speak, speaking of YouTubers, like you know, there's going to be some channels that are definitely impacted by it, and some, like, I'm, I'm only saying this because I watched uh, Pew News earlier, but like, Jake Paul, for example. He has openly stated that his channel is for, like, kids who are, like, 8 to, like, 16. And in his videos and his feeds and all this kind of stuff, he is constantly telling kids, hey, go buy my merch. Go over here and go subscribe to this and all that kind of stuff, which he's not supposed to do because it's advertising to kids. But, you know, he'll be one of those that gets that implication real quick. Do you think he's... Uh, Gorthog, you had a point. Um, Do you think he's, like, one of the main... Um, reasons why this is happening, maybe? I mean, any problem that uh, happens in YouTube, I can pretty much guarantee it traces back to one of the Pauls. Because, like, I, I, don't, I don't get why they didn't jump on this, like, with, like, Elzagate. Like, you know, I feel like they'd have been all over that. You know, if they... I, I just don't... I don't get the timing here. I don't know why it's so, like... You know, it's, there are so many instances where it could have happened beforehand, but now it has to happen now, you know? So, anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we can let Gorthal talk here. I'm sorry. Sorry about that, Gorthal. It's funny. I actually forgot what I was going to say, but that was a gay thing you mentioned. Um, it's just so funny that they're doing the COPPA thing now when there's been the... Um, I'm not going to get too far into it because it's uh, kind of one of those topics, but kind of like the trafficking thing that was going on with YouTube... I guess maybe that's probably why Kappa is now finally appearing, but like they didn't like do very much about that because there's the Elsa Gate thing to where it's just the people making the weird videos involving Elsa and Spider-Man, which was targeting towards minors. But there's also the other um, CD underbelly of YouTube to where there's people trading videos of minors using YouTube to do it through the comments. So, I mean, that's probably why this Kappa thing is getting pulled out now. But we're talking about something that's been going on for a long time, and it, it just pisses me off a lot. <laughs> yeah, it definitely YouTube is. YouTube is just, uh, there's a reason why I left it. I mean, I know I'm not a big fish, no one else is around here, but like, it feels good leaving YouTube because YouTube is like, it's uh, the, the shit ship, as we uh, coined the term earlier before the podcast. That is what YouTube is. Shit ship. The shit ship. We've said that three times now. That guarantees that we are not kid-friendly. Nope. Anyway, let's segue right into topic number two. Topic number two, The Mandalorian and Disney+. Plus. Now, uh, if you live under a rock, you probably don't know what Disney+, Plus is. But if you're listening to this, I guarantee you don't live under a rock. So, win-win. But for those of you who may just be tuning in and don't know, Disney Plus is a new streaming service 
that Disney has come out with. And, you know, Disney is a fat cat that is eating up all of the entertainment industry. And they are funneling it all into one place for $7 a month. Unless you have Verizon, then you can get it free for a year. But one of the shows that's on there that is just really stuck out is The Mandalorian. Uh, it takes place following a bounty hunter, and the time period it is set in is after the fall of the Empire and before the Force Awakens. Now, uh, I've been watching it. I know Gorthal has. Uh, Codeman, have you watched any of it? Codeman. Hello. Hit your button to talk. Oh, man. Oh, my apologies. Hold on. All right. So, yeah, I uh, I have not had the chance to see it yet, but I have I get him out of here. about it. So. You're gone. Canceled. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bye, guys. All right. See you later. Don't don't bring back cancel culture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come on, Gorthal. What are you doing? Anyway, uh, Gorthal, since you have watched it and I have watched it, let us educate this uneducated man. Um, tell me what you think about the Mandalorian. Mandalorian is a awesome show. As Biscuit said earlier, it is following a bounty hunter. He's a Mandalorian, which is a group of bounty hunters in the Star Wars universe. And shoot, I don't even know how to explain how good it is because it actually follows pretty true to the kind of like the old Star Wars, believe it or not, like, you know, four five and six, I feel. Did you get that feeling, Biscuit? Kind of, but like, you know, the main uh, bounty hunter that stuck out to me was, of course, you know, Boba. Boba. But uh, basically, their uh, group, clan, whatever you would call it, they do bounties and they do it for precious metals that they use to cast into their new armor, which apparently, you know, the rare armor that you have, the more prestige you have within the clan. And Mando here, it starts off, he gets, he's getting paid with a piece of Imperial, uh, I forget the name of the metal, but he gets him a snazzy new little shoulder piece, and he takes on a difficult task of hunting down this bounty who is supposed to be 50 years old, and goes to this planet, meets this cool-ass old dude and I just absolutely love his catchphrase uh, I have spoken Dude, that guy is such a and, goober uh, so when he is but he was great when does this uh, like what what time frame are we are we talking here is it between like episode 2 and like uh, like A New Hope or I will address this again <laughs> after the fall of the Empire and before the Force Awakens <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> he gets to the part and, uh, old guy is like, many have come, but none have returned alive. And, um, he goes and there's like this sweet ass blaster fight with Mando back to back with a bounty bot assassin droid. Yeah. Bounty bot. Who's like shooting out of his face, shooting out of his back, just walking like he is made to kill people, which he was. And surprise, surprise, the bounty was a little Yodo. He's so cute. He is. And uh, actually, funny thing is, is that Lucas, George Lucas had said that uh, they actually hadn't made any toys 
But now they the are. little Yoda. Well, they didn't make any of them because there's not going to be any for sale uh, for this Christmas because they didn't want any leaks happening of his character. So I thought that was pretty cool. Like, you know, they outweighed, you know, the profits they would make to keep a spoiler kept secret. They're making some merch from it, though. I'm not sure. I I keep reading back and forth. Some people are saying that they are making it. Some aren't. Because, I mean, almost everyone knows about Baby Yoda now. Yeah, but I'm talking about, like, toys. Like, you go into what used to be a Toys R Us and, you know, pick it up off the shelf. That That is surprising, though, that they, they I think they honestly are, though. On that. I know that they're making some of the bounty hunters as toys, so... Well, I'm, I'm sure they are I mean, now since it's they like they launched, are now, but, but they didn't have any made before. Oh, like, yeah, I got gotcha. that would be a thing that you know they would have hundreds and thousands of it made already to be ready to hit the shelf. Be like, oh look, Baby Yoda, but here's the toy. <laughs> well, I'm sure something like that would have gotten leaked as like those toys are being produced, and I think that's what they were trying to avoid there. That's that's what I was saying. You know, they weighed you know the profits of already having them made. To keep this thing a secret, and I, I greatly appreciate that. You know, that's like true. It's like, yes, we we respect that geek culture. Yeah, that it's surprising though. It really is, since like it's like you know, it's an empire now. You know, this business that they have that you know they haven't capitalized it. So yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of going in circles here, but best best character definitely Mando's. Uh, best companion definitely Baby Yoda. Uh, and for those of you who may be thinking it is not actually Yoda, he is of the same species. And the reason everybody calls him Baby Yoda is because nobody knows what Yoda's what race, he race is. is called. Yeah. I personally like the Jawas. I think they're the best characters. Dude, that was a trip. The, the Jawas? Yeah. Just the... The little guys <laughs> that have the big giant ass ship that steal everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, Those they, little guys, they, they, yeah, they yeah. stole Mando's <laughs> ship. They scrapped it, and then they were gonna sell it back to him. And he was like, "It's my ship. I don't have to buy it back." That was so freaking funny. And oh, he did that great. whole thing just to get them a goddamn egg to get his ship parts back. So great. It was great. Uh, but definitely, uh, I would suggest. Uh, if you're not invested in watching Mandalorian, do so. If it's because you don't want to pay for Disney Plus, one, there's a 14 day free trial. You can watch yep. all three episodes that are out right now. Or if you have Verizon, just go to your Verizon Rewards and get it free for a year. Exactly. Wasn't it Netflix before that? Before they did that bundle? It might have been. I don't like know. That. I've been paying um, for Netflix forever. Yeah. Netflix, Hulu. So it's it's going to be exclusively on Disney Plus then. Yeah, it's exclusively uh, Disney Plus, just like The Boys was exclusively Amazon Prime. But I'm pretty sure you can find a streaming service that will be playing it uh, third party. Definitely a 10 out of 10 series. Like, 2019 has been a good year on some series for us on the streaming services. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah, big time. I mean, The Boys, as you mentioned, binge watched the entire season in one day. It was freaking amazing. Mandalorian is good. And uh, one of our later topics that may or may not be good, The Witcher is coming out this year, too. 
So that'll be interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got some things to say about that. But uh, anyway, yes, definitely good. Uh, gentlemen, do you have anything else to add? Um, for the Mandalorian, I just have to say one thing for sure. Okay. Um, they really, really stick with the canon of the Star Wars universe very well. Um, if you have any second thoughts about it, which I doubt most people do at this point, honestly, just watch it. It's very true to the universe. It feels like it, it fits with it very well. And then it wasn't like piecemealed together. It's a very complete, uh, series so far. Yeah, I, I will. I will definitely point out that it did not feel like a super heavy-handed CGI. Like it, it, it has CGI, of course, but the CGI just feels very natural. Didn't they use Unlike, like puppets for some of it? If I'm not mistaken, I mean, maybe they didn't, but the old dude looked like a puppet, kind of, sorta. Uh, I think the old guy was actually a little person in uh makeup. Yeah, because they used a lot of the makeup from the old ones. That's why I kind of alluded back to like 4, 5, and 6 where they used makeup. They definitely used it a lot in this one. That's what I was meaning by not so CGI. Yeah. It's awesome. But uh, let's go on and uh, choo-choo-choo right into that third topic there. Half-Life Axel. Is that right? That was Alex. Close enough. <laughs> Alex, my bad. Uh, Good enough. Now, uh, of course, you know, this is the unofficial Half-Life 3. I don't think we're ever going to get a Half-Life 3. I think what uh, they're going to do is it's going to be like a Kingdom Hearts scenario here. It's going to be Half-Life 2.479 in three days. Or no, you can't say three days because they don't believe in threes. But Four days. Four days. There you go. But uh, this is a half-life for the VR. I really haven't done a lot of research into this. I know Gorthaw, you probably yep. have. So take this away, my good son. I just wanted to say I unintentionally did this, but I put Half-Life Alex as the third topic. <laughs> we may get attacked by Oh, Valve. God. What have you done? I didn't mean to. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You did it for the meme! Gabe Newell, please! I love you. Uh, but... Uh, he's, he's over there. He senses something is amiss. He's he gonna beat my ass. <laughs> I'm scared. He stopped rubbing his man nipples with the fat wads of money that he has. <laughs> and he's like, somebody put a three in my game. <laughs> the geekin's gonna next get one to the star on Yelp now. He's gonna hit me at the tactical nuke. But um, Half-Life Alex. So this is um, pretty interesting because, you know, the whole Half-Life 3 meme, they're like, you know, we wouldn't do it because X, Y, and Z. Main reason being technology not being where it's at right now for a good continuation of it. Because I don't know why they have that impression. But I thought it was funny because alluding from that, them stating, you know, technology isn't where it's at right now for a new Half-Life. And now with the emergence of VR, they released this. So I thought it was kind of funny that, you know, they're making a third half-life now that the technology has been advanced forward or what have you. But technically, this isn't a third half-life. It is a prequel to the Half-Life series with one of the characters, Alex. It is completely in VR. So you would have to buy a VR headset thing. 
So I don't know if they specifically made this just so they could sell VR more. Probably. So I don't know. I don't know how good it'll be. There's not too much information really out right now. But just, you know, the fact that there's another Half-Life game. And it's supposedly VR again is where it's at. So that's why they've released another Half-Life game. I'm not going to lie. I would play Portal on VR. Oh, that'd be so much fun. Oh, man. It would Portal co-op on VR? Oh, yeah. That'd be great. Oh, the puzzles. I think that might be the next thing coming out from Valve. Well, they, they you were know, saying... probably re-release of a lot of their titles in VR is probably a good possibility. No, it'll be Portal Alex. Portal <laughs> They're all Alex? Left for Dead Alex? Team Fortress Alex? That'd be interesting, right? Yeah, I mean, they, they were saying that, um, like, future, like, Half-Lives could be, could be, like, this is, like, in quotations... You know, a possibility in the future, but I mean, that's kind of what they said, like after Half Life 2, isn't it? I mean, and the fact that it's VR, you know, um, like I myself, I've, I've used VR. It's, it's fun. Um, people are calling it, you know, a gimmick. I think what they're trying to do is, you know, make it not so much a gimmick. Yeah. You want to hear a gimmick? I just thought. What? I think Valve has evolved beyond the need for numbers now and every game from now on will be a name team fortress connor Connor. half-life alex morgan portal san diego johnson as long as they make a left for dead lewis special edition you know i'll be okay left for dead too you know it's like yeah that's the running joke so left for dead tyrone tyrone from uh what was that one game that involved zombies Dead Island? Yeah. Never mentioned that game. Oh, no, that was Sam B., my bad. He, he was the rapper guy from Dead Island. N- never, never. That that game was horrible. What? I had a lot of fun. What are you talking about? You know what I had a lot of fun doing? Watching the blue screen of death happen on my Xbox. Oh, that didn't happen to me, so I can see why you might be uh, upset. It's about to say, otherwise, it was a pretty solid game. It was like Borderlands, but with zombies, basically. I mean, with other elements but i liked it well to each their own i mean you say potato i say poly shit but you know to all each. right so after the podcast i am going to be strapping you to a chair and you're going to be playing dead island until you like it I putting those eye this. clamps on them just keeping them open you will yep. watch this damn if I'm game strapped to a chair i can't can touch the controller so go ahead bud it'll be in vr and we'll figure it out it'll be in microsoft hololens there's a will, there's a glasses. Way. But uh, do we have anything else to add to Half-Life Alex Morgan? I just hope that they release another Left 4 Dead game. That's all I care about. <laughs> yeah, that, that that would be fun. Uh, I, I, I would like to play another Left 4 Dead. Well, I would say with um, with a lot of VR games, um, they do make like... After, you know, releasing, like, a VR game, they will make it into, like, just a regular version of the game so that, like, people with, like, Mm. mouse and keyboard can play it. I think that's going to happen down the line. I don't think they're going to be fully segregating, like, their player base, like, you know, the people who only play, or, you know, the people who only play, like, on mouse and keyboard probably won't be missing out on this down the line. I think they're going to... You know, like ported over or something. For all VR games? No, no, no. I'm not saying that for 
No, I'm saying some. that for Half-Life Alex here. I'm I'm pretty sure that they're going to like make it available okay, I was to... about to say. Right. I, I don't I don't see Beat Saber coming out for uh mouse and keyboard. Well, Here's that's... one thing I have to say about VR. And I've seen it in some but not all. Why does it always have to be the stupid floating hands? Like it just ruins the immersion for me. It's just like I'm Mr. Gloves. I'm the like I'm the hamburger helper glove guy. Who we're gonna go at on least, an adventure? At least give me stick arms. What would you like rather some... not like have hands or? No, like it's just floating hands, Cole. Well, man, there's no body or freaking like, arms. They're, they're like a reference point of where you know your controllers are in the game. Look, I'm sure it can be done, okay? I'm sure it can be done. It's just, it looks stupid because it's, again, it looks like helping hands or doing quests. So, real quick, I just thought of like a little uh, little question for all of us to answer and anybody in chat. If there was any game that you could play in VR, what would you pick? Viva Pinata. Hands down, I would play Dirt Rally 2. That would be so fun in the VR experience. That's like one of the only reasons I would ever get a VR headset. It's just to strap that on, just see like thousands of feet of cliffs just on the left of my car, like out the window. That'd be that And then you crashing sick. and you freaking the hell oh, out. Oh, that would be scary. Just wiping out and completely wrecking a car at like 120 miles an hour with a VR headset on. I've seen on. you that hit would, a tree cone, man. It doesn't look very so fun. Real. No, that's not. It's not fun. I that 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 ended my dirt <laughs> rally stream that night. <laughs> well, Demon Cyborg says The Witcher Three. Ooh. Uh, I have a couple. I think. Uh, I don't know. I think I would like to play Conquer's Bad Fur Day in uh, VR. So you could pee on people in VR. Do you want to play Postal Two in VR as well? <laughs> well, Postal Four came. I don't know. Out. I just think it'd be kind of or... funny to fight like you know the shit demon in VR. <laughs> The chocolate star. I'm sorry. The mighty poo. The mighty poo. But in actuality, I would like to play. Uh, I would like to experience Halo Three in VR. Ooh, I would love to. Any Halo game in VR, I think, would be really fun. I'd cry. No, anything after Reach. No, thank you. Eh. And just let all the items gravitate towards your hands. The 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 new additions of Halo aren't bad, but I mean they don't have the magic of the first one, so that I can agree with. And I'm talking about first ones as yeah, Reach and before. Which, uh, if you guys have nothing else to add, uh, we've all said our little thing. Perfect segue. Oh, it's like I oh, set it up. Halo. Into topic four. Halo Reach is coming out to PC on December third. Oh. I can't wait. Now, a lot of people uh, believe that Halo 3 was the best Halo game, and the weakest part of Halo 3 was the campaign. Now, before you grab your pitchforks, <laughs> the reason why the campaign was the weakest was because everything else was just phenomenal, and the campaign was great. It just happened to be the lowest part of it. But Halo Reach, I absolutely loved. Halo Reach was actually my favorite because instead of being Master Chief, you got to be your own Spartan. And the armor you designed and everything was what appeared in cutscenes. And me, I'm all about custom uh, customization with characters and feeling like I'm completely immersed into a game like that. But uh, yeah, it's coming out to PC. Uh any fond memories of Halo, gentlemen? Trying to do the campaign on Halo 3, even though it wasn't the best. I do agree with that. With all the skulls on. 
that was a good time. I think I played a couple of hours of like Halo Three back in the day, but I played Halo Wars. That's like the only Halo game I played. Oh my god! We we Why don't talk about that even though. I'm here? sorry. Why are you even here? No, 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 Gorthal, Gorthal. This is the perfect opportunity for us to educate him. Come December third. Yes. Okay. Because he hmm. will get to play Halo Reach, and. We will convince him to get Halo Reach because we'll be like, hey, you like driving. There's Warthog races. You could be the driver for us for uh, multiplayer. Also, it's only only $10 for Halo Reach. Only $10. I mean, Codeman, you could be baby driver. Yeah. Baby driver with a four-wheel Warthog. All right. Yeah. And a Goss turret mounted on the top. So I would use the turret too, or somebody else like manning that. No, I would. No, I would no, be. you would be just be driving. Uh, Gorthal would be on a turret, and I'd have a brute shot riding uh, shotgun. That sounds like a lot of fun, actually. I'm okay with that. It actually. Can is. you hop in a pelican, I mean, or you can hop in anything? They didn't have pelicans, but they had what? What was it called? The hornet, or whatever? Or the no? It was something else. The osprey. No, it's based off an osprey. Oh. Uh, mantis was it? I can't remember because they they had so many different variations of the uh, military um, flying vehicles between Reach and Three. I can't remember. Regardless, you can get in almost any vehicle, and yep. one of my fondest memories playing the Halo series, which started with Three. Uh, this this fondest memory, memories part, Forge mode. Oh man, I would spend. Hours upon hours, like not even playing the game, just designing maps. And, you know, like my artistic little itch would just be scratched. And I'd make these massive, amazing maps. I made one I called the Thunderdome, which what it was, when you spawned in, you got shot through a man cannon and dropped into a pit where everybody had 200% melee, uh, 200% speed and... The only way you could kill somebody was sticky grenade or melee weapon. That sounds and like sticks and stones from Black Ops. I don't know if you've ever played that well, one. This is before probably that. Probably not. This is all before that. Black Ops probably got it, its yeah. uh, inspiration it right from, from it. Yeah, right from me. Oh my god. Right from god. your little hands. My money? Your little kid hands. You're just a kid. Teenager. Gone. I don't remember how old I was then. I've been on this earth many, many years. I feel but, old now, too. Yeah, back. Yeah, because you think about it, uh, Halo came out, what, 15 years ago? Halo 3? Yeah. Oh, God. I am getting old. That This is the day, finally, I realize I'm f***ing old as Dang. I, I, I'm just thinking, you know, I don't, I need to fact check That's that. That's a revelation uh, for all of us. But it was probably more like was so 12 great. years. I can't remember. I was in high school when it came out. I know that. So still. But my favorite game mode was uh, one SWAT. Oh, that one's that SWAT one's really good. SWAT was amazing. And if you had a team that you worked well with, you could dominate. And if you had a team that you couldn't work with. Let's just say you weren't going to have a good time. No, (laughs) that's where a lot of that that also reminds me of um, early Halos when you get a lot of the fun messages from people on Xbox Live 
telling you how much you oh, suck yeah. in different ways. <laughs> Back when people used to talk to each other in video games. Oh, big time. Before it was nothing but just toxic environment. It was a different level of toxicity, but... Oh, it was, know, it was so it was much worse back then than it ever was now. Oh my god, anything you could think of people would say and it didn't matter. Well, no, I mean like back then, you know, you got the toxicity whenever you just made somebody rage at you. <laughs> and, you know, you go to your inbox on Xbox and it's just like, you know, I hope your mother dies. <laughs> you're, you're such a scrub. But, you know, toxicity now is just like, you should end your life because, you know... That's about as much contribution as you're going to give to this world. It is a lot more messed up now. But back then, it was just great. Good times. I'm trying to think of the other game mode. Uh, it's the equivalent of Horde, I guess. Yeah, they had um, they have a Horde mode. That'll be on Reach. That one's really good. Firefight. That's yeah. What it was. Firefight. With all the enemies coming that after you. so good. So good. Uh, little known fact, you could one-shot a worm with the melee attack of a brute shot. Yeah, I remember when uh, when Reach came out, it was, um, like, I was a freshman in high school, and people were all, like, hyped to get it and everything, and I'm sitting at home, and all I have is a Wii and a Windows Vista dual-core computer, so <laughs> there was no way I was getting my hands on Halo at the time. That's so sad. You had Vista? Yeah, I had, <laughs> I had flipping Vista. It was, uh, ugh. So I t- okay, here's here's the thing about Windows Vista or the one the HP Pavilion or whatever the hell I had. I tried to run Black Ops on that thing and it gave me two frames a second. That's pretty awesome. I know it's great. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I had like Windows XP. Well, I mean, you probably couldn't play Halo on on a Windows XP, could you? No, but I could play the shit out of some Roller Coaster Tycoon. Woo, doggy. Wasn't there like a like a ninety eight like NASCAR game too or something that was like tacked onto Windows? Actually, I played my first Need for Speed on that. I'm, I'm guessing it might have been like Hot Pursuit or something the original. Uh, something like that. I just remember falling in love with the song Crazy Train because of it. But needless to say, yes, Halo Reach is coming out December third on PC. Uh, ten dollars, and you can relive all of your Halo Reach moments. And if you haven't played it, well, get it anyway. Or live them for the first time. Yes. Uh, we will be educating Codeman in it. I can't wait to see him try to play it for the first time. It's going to be freaking great. No, I'm going to, I guarantee you what's going to happen is Codeman's going to start building racetracks and that's all he's going to ever do. Yeah, honestly, he's going to be in honestly, making racetracks. You can make some pretty elaborate racetracks in that too. There, there, I remember playing, people used to make Mario Kart racetracks in Halo Forge. That's pretty great. <laughs> Okay. They had this one mode called Rocket Race where one person was driving the mongoose, which is the four-wheeler, and the other person on the back had a rocket launcher. And you tried to blow up other teams from getting to these checkpoints. And, you know, there'd be a guy in front of you who's like, oh, I'm about to get it. And then, boom, you know, you just took him out with a rocket. It was, uh, the Halo series, early Halo series were honestly the That best. sounds like a lot of fun. So it's it's, it's way too to much this. fun. There's like nothing and that's then, came know, out recently that has matched that at all in the level of fun. No. Okay. Halo set the bar. They set the bar for multiplayer games like that. And honestly, I believe that was the golden age of gaming. Oh, yeah. 
But, uh, you know, since then, Bungie just has just crapped on anything they put out. And I believe a lot of that is Activision's fault, but, you know. Right, because Bungie, they, they gave up the rights to Halo after Reach, I thought, if I'm not mistaken. And it was like a different studio. No, they split. Oh, they split. Uh, 343 Studios became, it, it was the sister company that came out of Bungie to m- continue Halo. Okay. Because, yeah, then Bungie did Destiny. And I know a lot of people like Destiny, but I never really got into it. Well, the second one seemed to have been a little bit worse. And now it's free to play, so... Yeah, it's free to play now. Halo is like a fine vintage whiskey. Oh, yeah. All right? And say that same distillery was like, hey, you know, here's this new thing. It's called Destiny. We decided we we're going to make box wine. That's 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 the analogy I'm going to leave you so with. Destiny is white, uh, very accurate. And Halo is whiskey. Halo is good old age whiskey. Found in a cask barrel, just immaculate. Sitting With a leprechaun telling like you how good it is. And Destiny is boxed wine at a uh, fraternity party. What kind of fraternity party are you drinking at, Corthal? Dude, box wine's the cheapest. You that's that's a big ticket item there. If you go to a frat party, dude, jungle oh, yeah. juice and box wine, man. All right, well, uh, let's go into that next topic. Yeah. 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 Death Stranding, uh, a game that has uh, been <laughs> on this stream before, uh, back when I listened during my time that I was disappeared by Thanos. Still waiting on that co op to come through. Baby co op. Baby in a jar yeah. co op. I call being rank five baby. <laughs> I've not played the game, but I've watched gameplay on it enough to have a good feeling. It is. Uh, Quop Simulator yep. 2019. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. And uh, it is up for Game of the Year, which I just want to point this out. Have you ever noticed anything that comes out near the end of the year is always up for Game of the Year? Oh, oh God, yes. Yes. I have it so much. And the fact that they've got like so many awards like nominated for or it's been nominated for like so many awards. This guy like really must like love... You know, Death Stranding. I think he just loves Kojima. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Kojima, the Metal Gear series, if you don't know, and you live under a rock again, but I assume if you're listening to this podcast, you do not live under rocks. Nope. But he's the one that was responsible for the Metal Gear series. And, you know, Metal Gear was amazing. They were such good games, except for those few... uh, what does the boss have anything to do with fighting zombies? Anyway, besides that, <laughs> this game has gotten very mixed reviews. Uh, as I said before, it is a co-op simulator. Uh, the premises of the game is you deliver packages. I saw a post on Twitter, uh, one of the guys I follow. He made a post said, this delivery was normally supposed to take about five hours, done in three minutes. And he made a series of zip lines that Connected him to the place he needed to go. Well, then I later watched a review from Video Game Donkey, and he, this guy, he just ripped into the game. Um, the walking uh, mechanics are all kinds of messed up. 
He said, uh, riding a vehicle in the game is essentially the same as taking your horse up a mountain in Skyrim. You have to do things to keep up your health, keep up your hygiene, uh, make sure your legs stay fixed. But from what I watched, it, 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 it really didn't interest me that much. I wasn't very, uh, I wasn't very impressed. And even some of the cast of the game, like, still don't understand what the game is about. Like, <laughs> it kind of feels like Kojima had, like, this weird high-induced fever dream and just came up with this and ran with it. Seriously. Yeah. Oh, I know that's what happened. I mean, I, I, think that, I think that's, like, what happens with all of his games. But this one in particular... Proof's in the pudding. Whew. He had a little bit of angel dust in this fever dream. Oh, yeah. Uh, apparently, there was an article put out that... Uh, you know, Kojima badmouthed us Americans, said that uh, we didn't know how to appreciate this game. <laughs> that's not a verbatim, that's just me uh, boiling it down. Yeah. That uh, he believes that we don't, we don't know how to appreciate his game. Well, uh, I mean, if I want to play Walking Simulator, I'll go outside. Or watch Lord of the Rings. Didn't he like? Didn't he call us like simpletons too, or whatever? We 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 can't enjoy good games because we don't know what good games are, or something. Halo, mother. Mm-mm. He basically in that article, from what I read, he's stating that you know our populace likes first-person shooter games more than anything else, which is very very generalizing. But who cares? Um, I just thought it was hilarious because I was thinking of this when I was driving in my car today, thinking more about Death Stranding and how much it sucked and let me down. Sorry, Kojima. But it's like, he had like basically an all-American cast for the game or people who are extremely popular in America. It's like, that should have been enough to pique the interest of us, um, sir. It's just your game wasn't very good. Nothing about FPS games. This monster energy won't save you this time. I was just so yeah, disappointed. I <laughs> like, I was really hyped for this game. I was. With all the cryptic trailers, Norman Reedus being in it, I like that actor. The freaking other people that have in it, all-star cast. And then you're just f***ing delivering packages? That's so weak. Yeah. And then, uh, apparently at some point in the game, it goes to a third-person shooter. What? And from what has been described, the enemies aren't even a challenge. You just point and pull the trigger and they just die. Oh, man. Well, at least at least this is why I love the um, how things are now, basically for reviewing games. I, I get to know that this game sucks, so I didn't have to wait, you know, waste $60 on it. But it's still disappointing. Yeah. I, game of the I, year I though man i can't believe it's even being nominated, it's nominated for, for like all those awards it's just really it needs work if it's gonna be even close supposedly to the person who is like one of the head people for the like the choosing of that game is like in the pocket with kojima for the most part so that could be part of it but you know gossip's gossip well, you also need to think about how games are now with the fact that our our generation of gamer has been force-fed and made forcefully made comfortable with being delivered unfinished and buggy games for high prices and DLC yeah. and microtransactions. For high prices. 
Exactly. So, you know, you get a game and they complete this whole entire game and then they send it off and they're like, hey, let's take these three parts out of the story and then mark it as DLC, which is, you know, crap. But, you know, that's that's what everybody is now used to. And game companies have gotten away with it. They've gotten away with making subpar games. It's no longer about making a good game. It's about making a game that they can make more money on by charging us extra later on. It's sex. There's no there's technically no laws on quality control. I mean, it would sound extreme, but like, you know, if your game doesn't meet X, Y, and Z, then technically you can't release it. But I wonder if we should get to that point, you know? Who knows? Well, I mean, okay, so like let's let's trail back onto Destiny, right? Yeah. Alright. Destiny was a ten year project. Like Des Destiny promised us that we were gonna get ten years worth of DLC and content. But, you know, the, the, the whole original part of the game, Vanilla, was not even a full game. And then you had to pay to get, you know, the first raid, which was the finalization of the Vanilla story. Yeah, that's definitely a cheap tactic to throw all that in your tactic. face. And, I mean. and it's, you know, we've been force fed this so long that it is the norm now. It really is a norm, yeah. Yeah, I've seen it in, like, most of today's modern games. And then you get something like Untitled Goose Game that comes out, which is phenomenal, and it is the most simplest game ever, and there's no hidden transactions or anything. And it's a complete game, and people enjoy it. Why? Because it is a complete game. We talked about this um, last stream, too. The indie devs are, what are like, kind of bringing the revolution to gaming. And the big companies and big names aren't now. Yeah, we, that's we because the dollar is what. Yeah, the dollar is what drives that now. You know, making more of the dollar. It's not making a game that people are going to enjoy. It is making a game that they can tax people on. Yeah, like free games on your phone. Those are like the lowest tier of gaming on the planet, and that's what these games are starting to devolve into. Almost. Speaking of which, I started playing a new game on mobile. Which one? Teppin Card Game. I don't know what that is. I mean, me, me neither. Tapping card game. Tapping card game is a uh, it's a card game uh, that involves all of Capcom's franchises: Street Fighter, Monster Hunter, um, the Mega Man series, and like uh, Devil May Cry. And it's a card game with characters from all the series, and there's different types of. Uh, classes there's the red class which is specialized in like attack buffs to cards green which is healing and buffing up your defense purple negates uh action cards and it does like status effects and then black which is like a high risk high reward uh deck but i've i've been enjoying it and haven't spent a single dollar on it cuz you earn ridiculous amounts of uh currency to pull more cards wow that sounds uh that sounds kind of fun i guess it is i, I just i watched uh i watched the streamer playing it and i was like i don't want to i want to try that but uh do you gentlemen have anything else to add to uh co-op simulator 2019 um, I already said it, you know, before, but just majorly just disappointed in it. It was a game I was pretty excited for because it looked very creative on what they were trying to do, but 
when the main game plays delivering packages. I mean, come on. Might as well be a pizza boy. That'll be his next game. <laughs> no, Seriously? if Kojima somehow <laughs> listens to this, do not. Do not do this, sir. Okay. Some shroomed up pizza this delivery just, this game. This was just a boo-boo. Your next game's probably going to be good, okay? If you do pizza boy. Death pizza delivery stranding. You deliver pizzas to beached whales. <laughs> I would play that. I would actually play that. I mean, sounds like a better plot than the current game. Yeah, I was I was looking but, forward to it for sure. I mean, like, they seem to have been showing you something different than was delivered. And I think that's kind of a repeat pattern in recent years here. But, I mean, they could have added a lot more stuff. I, you know, sure, the package delivery, you know, that's boring on its own. But they could have, like, you know, threw some other stuff in there as well just to, you know, increase a bit of the flavor of the game. But the fact that it's just, you know, the combat sucks and and then uh, all you're doing is basically traversing the environment. I mean, yeah, it looked different. In the trailers, it, it looked like it was going to be like a completely different game. And then this came out and then like the demo footage came out and it was just like, wait, what is this now? We're, we're just walking. <laughs> so, I mean, well, something different shouldn't be classified as a uh, four hours of cutscenes. Yeah, I, I mean, in previous games, like cutscenes would be a good majority of the game, too. But this one kind of gave you a lot more of that uh that time to just watch the footage and yeah i i don't know i i expected something different i was you know definitely looking forward to it but now just seeing a lot of the gameplay it it looks interesting but it just it would not last very long like and you, you know what's funny tops. too it's funny that biscuit mentioned this too the different factory being you know my game's different therefore making it good it's funny, that's been leaked into, like, everything lately, too. Like, movies especially. Like, all these movies that get good ratings, but they suck ass. It's like all these weird indie movies that are different and they're not good. Has anyone else noticed that? <laughs> especially, oh, yeah. like, horror oh, yeah. movies. I mean, the last indie movie I watched was uh, that one with uh, David Hasselhoff. Uh, what was it? Fury or something? I heard that was pretty good. That one was like funny. Oh my gosh, it was so amazing. Kung Fu Fury, right? Yes. It was like only like 40 minutes long too. It was pretty short. It was great though. It had a good soundtrack. He sung a song on there, like a, a retro synth beat song. But uh, do you gentlemen mind if I move on to the last topic? And your favorite one, right? Uh, I mean... I, I guess. Yeah, go for it, Biscuit. Maybe. Go for Not it. Not really. <laughs> so, uh, without further ado, the last topic for this podcast. The new Netflix series, The Witcher. Who is playing The Witcher, you ask? Well, Superman. It's it's Superman. And, uh, Have you seen the trailer, though? I'm not a... I have Okay, you gotta watch the trailer before you laugh that Superman's him, because just based off of the trailer and him acting as the Witcher, not as bad as you would think, because that's what I thought too, because I was like, oh, the Witcher's coming out, I'm excited for this, and they're like, oh yeah, Superman's playing him, I'm like, that's a really freaking weird choice, then I watched the trailer, Well, so. I got nothing against Henry Cavill, I just don't like Superman. No, I hate the new Superman, it's terrible, but... Um, the actor he's playing in this, yeah. Do you think it's going to be good? Because uh, 
just based on recent attempts at making a video game into a watchable series uh haven't exactly panned out oh well. yeah i can't i couldn't agree with that more this on the other hand has one thing that the other ones do not have which is a shocker the witcher was a series of books and these are more closely following the books from what i saw because that's what they keep saying they keep saying based off of the witcher books they don't really mention the game as much so okay because i was really dreading like another assassin's creed type. oh thing. yeah that was terrible that movie had such potential and if they would have just stuck with the original storyline of desmond it would have been amazing yeah i didn't see it but from what i've heard i yeah i know sonic's gonna be the best video game movie of all time though that's a good subtopic after this maybe that 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 movie is still going to be balanced by Jim Carrey as Doctor Eggman, mustache, Young that's, Stalin. Yeah, that's crazy. Have you guys um? Have you guys um? Do you guys remember the Hitman movie that came out like way way back when it was like 2013 or something? I didn't see that, but I think I remember it. And then I remember. And then a year out. after that, like Need for Speed came out, and it just did not. It just didn't fit with the lore of either of the games, really. Or like any of the story, I'll I'll wait and see. Like you know, I have Netflix when that when it comes about, and I take a look at it. I'll I'll just have to see then. But I mean, I think I think it'll be you know it'll be for mainly Witcher fans. I don't think like people outside of it are gonna watch it because they're not gonna know what they're about to watch. <laughs> I think that I think they will though. Um, the way that they'll probably spin it because whenever a new Netflix series one. Whenever that comes out, they it gets plastered big time on Netflix. That's how they do, do their they stuff. Do they like feature it or? Oh yeah, big time. That's like it's probably when it comes out. When people load up Netflix, you'll see Witcher's face right on there. It's me number and one. And from what I could see from the trailer, there's like emphasis on romance and other things as well. And then they even released some of the episode synopsis uh, for some of them, and some involve like monster hunts and other things. So I mean. I'm pretty excited. Will it be good? I guess we'll have to see, but I'm leaning towards it probably will be. Speaking of another uh, video game that's getting a movie adaptation is uh, Monster Hunter. What? Yeah, and of all people who they're going to have in it is Milo Jovovich. What? Yeah. Monster Hunter the movie. That is weird. (laughs) I don't know how you turn that into a story. Really? I read a synopsis on it and I was not at all impressed. I think it was somebody who really, really, really loved Monster Hunter World. And then they they were just like, let's just make a movie. Oh, Some, God. Like, just looking at this picture, sure. this looks like, like freaking crap. I'm looking at screenshots I'm of not it. sure if it's her husband who is directing it. Because, uh, see, that's that that was the reason for all the Resident Evil movies is because her husband directed him, and whenever she didn't have enough money to do her indie film stuff, she'd make another Resident Evil. And she ruined all the Resident Evil movies, because she's not even a character in the game. Yeah, I didn't understand any of that. The only Resident Evil movie that was good was, and this wasn't live action, because this is the debate, you know, making a good live action adaption. There was a, I forgot what it was called too, but from what I saw of it, it was a with Leon. It was like a um, CGI movie with Leon for Resident Evil, and it was pretty good. 
I think but, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot the title of it though. Well, okay. The CGI movies do good. Yeah. But it's when you try to adapt something into live action. For instance, you know, Final Fantasy VII, Advent Children, good movie. Yeah. But if you try to adapt that into a live action, it'd be crap. Right, but Sonic will be different though, right? We can only hope. We can only hope, Gorfo. <laughs> Still don't have high hopes for it. I think it's going to do good just because the Sonic fandom runs down to the very bowels and depths of the internet. Really does, though. Uh, You're not kidding. It has like numerous people that follow it and make their own fan fictions and characters and questionable hentais and all that kind of stuff. It's just amazing, so really. I think it's I think it's gonna make a lot of movie money just because it has such a deep rooted Well yeah, everybody who everybody it'd knows who the, Sonic it, is, so yeah, of course most of the people are gonna watch it. It'd be it. the it'd be the same if they made a live action My Little Pony movie. I mean it would make a lot of oh, money. Oh don't even say don't even say that. Fan. Oh my god. I have spoken it and it is going to be brought into an existence. I'm surprised it's I not being planned. It, it probably is. I can't imagine why it wouldn't be. Five Nights at Freddy's yeah, is mean, being planned too. Did you guys hear about that? Wait, what? They're yeah, gonna make a movie off of that? They're gonna make a Five Nights at Freddy's movie. I mean, I guarantee it because you know, uh, there's there's probably some. Uh, Will Markiplier be the main character? Term. Seriously, no. There's 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 probably some, uh, for lack of a better term, neckbeard in his parents' basement that is compiled uh, probably twenty seven boxes of just. My Little Pony fanfic, and they'll like pick it apart and make a movie of it. Like he'll he'll die or something, and it'll be his dying wish for it to be reviewed by like a movie exec, and then it'll be made. That's what will happen. It'll be great. Yeah, something like that. But needless to say, I mean, I'm 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 always iffy when it comes to a video game being made into a live action movie or TV show. Oh, me too. So I, I'll I'll be skeptic about this until you know I actually watch it. I'll probably be the first to watch it, so I'll let you guys know if it's like decent. Codeman will be the last. <laughs> that's yeah, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. But hey guys, I, I watched the first episode of The Witcher. We're gonna be like in the future with their flying cars and shit. Like, dude, we, we Netflix on well, season I do have Netflix, so I don't think we have to worry about that. But uh do you do you cats have anything else to add to this? Um, it's kinda in the realm of C D project. Uh, Red, who made Witcher, the video game, and uh, Demon, one of our viewers, brought this up. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. That's another game coming out really soon. Any of you guys know about that or excited for that game? It's got Keanu Reeves. I thought that came out. (laughs) I know. I keep thinking it does, but it's not. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's been kind of like a mindfuck. (laughs) It really has, though. Very confusing. No, it's it's gonna be coming out soon. <laughs> I think it's probably gonna be pretty good from the gameplay I saw of it and the characters. I'm a I'm a Keanu fanboy though, so I mean that kind of plays into that. Sorry guys. Well, anybody who's not a Keanu fanboy is uh not human because he is a great human. I know. I've yet I've yet to see the John Wick series, and I really really want to. Ah! All three of them. I want to see them all, but uh, oh, they're great. I gotta find a way to like watch them because i'm like dying to watch them 
Corthal, you left this man in his cardboard box under the bridge way too long. I know. I need to send him a freaking iPod with the, the movies on this it. This guy didn't even send me lunch. This guy didn't put lunch in that box either. You told me you were good. You had like a half-eaten rat or something you told me. You said you were fine. I did say that, didn't I? Yeah, that's why I didn't send you lunch. I didn't want to be wasteful, okay? Codeman just sat in his box with like, you know, his little uh, tracing paper and uh, had that one printout image of like a furry and he traced over it and made his icon. <laughs> that's terrible. I, I feel really sad now. <laughs> that was the biggest anime betrayal of all time. Top 10. Top 10 easily. Top, Top one. number one. There's no list. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I definitely do have to go see John Wick. I mean, like the third one, didn't that come out this year? Didn't that, yeah. It was this year. It did. I, there, there's, there's the a first one came out when I was in high school, and I was just like, I got to watch this shit. I think it came out. Like, it's right funny. I, I held off on watching them for the longest time because everyone kept saying how great they were. So I, you know, instant. Cause I'm like a I'm like a hipster basically I won't lie to you, instinctively I was like I don't want to watch this shit, and then I did and I was like wow this is great. Well you think you're a hipster? I have a van converted into a camper. Dude, I use genuine ox fat for my mustache. Just like wait a minute, wait a minute, does. wait a minute. I have black solo cup lights <laughs> in the back of my van. Black solo cups. Yep, it's a, it's a party van now, dude. Far out. It's the Oops. real battle bus. I'll bring I'll bring over my record player so we can just chill. I'm not a hipster because it's too mainstream now. <laughs> that is that is so true though. I don't listen to the radio anymore either. Way too mainstream. I listen to podcasts that haven't even come out yet. But anyway, uh, I think that's a good cutoff point. Uh, we thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for sticking around. Uh, we hope we entertained you. And uh, we're going to go around the table and say who we are once more and where you can find us. Uh, I am Sir Biscuit. You can find me on Twitter at like a Sir Biscuit. And if you never need any commission artwork done, come or find me. me. Or, you know, this guy who's going to talk after me because, you know, he's apparently God tier doodle now. But uh, Gorthal, take it away. <laughs> you can find me on Twitch. Letters G O R T H A L. Uh, both that on Twitter. You should be able to find me on there. And yes, I also do commission art. I do doodles for a whole dollar. You can get your own doodle of whatever you want. I do requests. Um, but yeah, um, I will go ahead and pass on the ring of a ding on over to Code Man, the doodle boy that traced over the furry in his cardboard box. All right. Codeman the Banana. All right. Yes, I am Codeman the Banana, a.k.a. Codeman the Fox. Uh, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Codeman the Fox. And also on Twitter and also on Discord. Uh, Discord will be in my stream if you ever stop by there. And with that, we once again thank you for joining us. And until next time, get geekinized. Bye, Dad. <laughs>